us as actors, we are personal brands and all actors have to realize that, that you really are selling yourself. So for me, it's work on promoting myself as a brand and also increasing the amount of income I can have from multiple streams. You're listening to Financial Grown Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown Up. And you know what? Being a grown up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hey, everyone. So if you were to do a social media post about the gig economy, what kind of image would you use? Probably maybe an Uber driver, a millennial doing graphic design or coding, or someone running errands at services like TaskRabbit. But take a minute to think about the business of acting. After the studio system ended, actors were in many ways pioneers in the gig economy. My guest today is a rising star. She is actress Victoria Summer. Now she got her big break playing Julie Andrews in Saving Mr. Banks, which starred Tom Hanks. But the movie that gave her first really big payday, and key here is that it was more than just an upfront paycheck, was Transformers 4. Here is Victoria Summer. Victoria Summer, you're a financial grown-up. So great to have you on the podcast. Thank you. Very excited to be here. For those of you who don't know her work, you will soon. She is a rising star. Actually, you've really risen. What am I saying? You were Julie Andrews in Saving Mr. Banks. You've been in Transformers 4. And you've also been with me on Bold TV. That's how I met you in New York City recently. And I'm so glad we're connecting on the podcast now. Me too, yes. And speaking of those roles, even though your big breakout hit was in that phenomenal role in Saving Mr. Banks, your big money story actually has to do with really your biggest paycheck to date came from Transformers 4, and it was a big lesson to you, very eye-opening in something that is very relatable in what is becoming more and more of a gig economy where we get sudden spikes of income. Tell us more. I actually remember when I booked that job, it was for me, even though I'd been in Saving Mr. Banks, it was the biggest job I'd ever booked because it was such a big franchise. It was Michael Bay. I was going to be on set for three weeks with all these huge actors. And of course, I knew I was going to get residuals on that job. I was very excited about the passive income that I could make, not just the money that I got up front from being on set, but the passive income. At the time, I was living in a guest house. You know, I'd not really been settled in LA that long. And it was just a big deal for me. So I thought, oh my God, wow, you know, this, this big check up front, three weeks of work, which was a big deal for me at the time. So yeah, my lesson really was working out how was I going to actually manage that money. Right. Well, tell me a little bit more about how it works, because people may not understand how the payments work in Hollywood. You get paid, you know, very sporadically, really only when you work, right? So most movies, you just get a set paycheck, and then they're done. At least that had been your experience up to, up to this point. Yeah. But what happened for me on Transformers was they wanted me to be on set specifically for three weeks. So they bought me out for a three week period. And that was my deal. And then after that, once the uh, movie aired, then I got residual income. So you get that four times a year, you get it quarterly. And one of the challenges as an actress is that you have income that is, it's completely unpredictable. How do you manage that? 
completely unpredictable because for me, you know, I'm doing auditions day in, day out. And unfortunately, although I wish I did, I don't get paid for auditions and auditions take up a huge amount of my time. And when I'm working, say, on a movie like Transformers, you have a lot of money all at once and you tend to think, oh, my God, I'm I'm rich. What am I going to do with this money? Oh, my goodness. So for me, I've had to be careful and learn how to strategize in order to make sure that for the downside and the down, the down periods that I have of no work, that I have money set aside. One quick digression question. Did you buy anything, any little splurge, Victoria? I bought a dog. You bought a dog. That's that's a necessity in life. Okay, that's not exactly. a splurge. That's the best. And I know you had your dog with you in New York, so that's not a splurge. That is always allowed. We advocate pet ownership here. They're the best. <laughs> I want to get to your lesson, though, because it's important for our listeners to understand how you have ways that you manage having such sporadic income. And a lot of it is psychological. So share with us your lesson from that story and really from being an actress and and learning to deal with what is in many cases, because you don't always get residuals. And even the residuals, you don't always know what they're going to be. These sort of spurts of unreliable income which again, freelancers, the gig economy, we can all relate. Yeah. I mean, with residuals, you're absolutely right. You have no idea how much it's going to be. So whenever I get a check, it's always like, oh, okay. But you know, you can't predict that. So for me, first and foremost, it's multiple streams of income. But also, you know, when I do get these sort of big check windfalls, I make sure to put money aside. And honestly, from day to day, the best thing that works for me in my life, particularly is staying broke. And I'm not saying poor, I'm saying convincing myself that I'm broke because I kind of, for me as a person, I work very well on a high necessity level. I tend to pull things in when I feel like I have to. So what I do is I I have reserved bank accounts, which are basically for future investments. So I move any money that's sitting around into these bank accounts to create passive income flows and also to use to set up other businesses. And so for me, day to day, I do feel like I'm broke and I work like I'm broke. And what kind of investments do you focus on? Well, for instance, I want to start my own skincare line and I'm also wanting to start um, a vegan handbag line and that's important to me. Plus also my production company. Um, I have to invest time in that. So that's really where my money goes is, is to start other businesses and to expand my brand, really. I mean, honestly, us as actors, we are personal brands. And all actors have to realize that, that you really are selling yourself. So for me, it's work on, you know, promoting myself as a brand and also increasing, you know, the, the amount of income I can have from multiple streams. I think that's so smart. And it's an interesting thing because just like so many other businesses, the film business and the acting business has really evolved and is so much more driven by individuals. And there's a lot of opportunity in that, but it also means that you have to be really smart about it. You have to be deliberate as you are and intentional, all those buzzwords. Yeah, Yeah, you have to be, you, you do, you have to be really smart. And honestly, I focus on income every day. I'm looking at, okay, where's my money? Where can I go and get money at this point? You know, um, where is my next paycheck coming from? And and how can I get more money from the different areas that I work in? And how can I expand? So I um, really do focus on income more than anything. Which is so smart. And that also brings us to the money tip that you brought, because that really has to do with believing in yourself. 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah, for me, I mean, it's interesting. I didn't grow up in the kind of family where, you know, they were working in the theater or they were working on movies. You know, my my dad worked in the mailroom of a bank. My mum worked in a school as a secretary. So I come from a very middle class family. And I, w- I was always told, cut your cloth according to your means, you know, never use credit cards, don't take any risks, you know, that kind of thing. And honestly, I just had to get educated on finance for myself. I think my money tip would be don't take advice and don't listen to people close to you who really don't understand your business or don't understand the actual area of money. You know, they probably haven't had very much money and they give you advice on money, but they really have given up on money themselves. So for me, you know, just be careful of who you actually take advice from and get educated. Yes, you have to own it yourself, which is what we're trying to do here at Financial Grown Up. So Victoria Subert, tell us where you can be found on social media, your website and what you're up to these days. Yes, you can find me on Instagram at Victoria Summer, on Twitter at Victoria Summer, and then on Facebook, Victoria Summer Entertainment. And then you can also, for more information, go to my website, victoriasummer.com. This has been wonderful amazing advice. You are such a smart cookie, my dear. I'm so impressed with so many different things going on. And you're so smart with your money. I truly appreciate you joining us. Thank you very much for having me. It was great talking to you. So I think we all learned a lot about the acting business and how erratic the paychecks can be. So it's definitely part of the gig economy. All right. So here is my take. Financial grown-up tip number one. Victoria talked about her multiple income streams and her business aspirations, which at first had me a little bit concerned about whether she was really focused enough on acting. But then when I really thought about what she was saying, it did start to make a lot of sense because she was looking towards businesses that were complementary to her skill set and her primary career as a model and actress. So for example, she wants to have a skincare line. That makes sense. She's got a background in modeling and she's beautiful. She also wants a vegan handbag line. And she, of course, has a production company. As a model and actress, that can make sense. If she were an accountant who wanted to start a skincare line, maybe it makes less sense. Not that it couldn't be done, but you don't really have the same kind of synergies. Financial grown-up tip number two, Victoria talks about being wary of advisors that aren't successful in your field. Basically, she's talking about well-meaning friends and family that don't really understand the nuances of the business that you're in. Because they have ties to us, sometimes the people closest to us have complicated motivations. For example, and it's well-meaning, but a parent may advise a child to be more cautious in their career because the parent may prioritize security over risk when maybe It takes risk to be successful in some careers, many careers, but especially something like acting. Instead, maybe try to find a mentor that is in the business that you are in or aspire to be in, and then get advice from them. You'll get a more experienced vantage point and maybe without the baggage of being a stakeholder in your life. Now we want to ask something of you. If you liked this show, help us get the word out. Tell a friend, write a review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you want, or just share this episode on social media. Be sure to tag me and then I can share it on that platform as well. And I love it, by the way. A lot of you guys have been DMing me and telling me how much you like different episodes. That's awesome. 
Victoria may be a glamorous Hollywood actress, but I found a lot of her story actually pretty relatable and very relevant to a lot of the universal themes in our lives. And I hope you got a lot of value out of the conversation as well, and that we all got one step closer to being financial grown-ups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.